Where are we, Lucas? Uh, we are about three quarters of the way up Teapot Hill at the moment. And we're looking out over Cultus Lake. Past Cultus Lake, we can see in a chill lap about what we're oh, seeing. What's again. with those birds? Like, do you see them? Yeah, they're ducks. The, those ducks? Those, what are those winged creatures? Just, do you think they're um, conspiring against us? No, I think they're just doing duck shit. It's oh, like, okay. It's like eating things. So. <laughs> um, okay, what description do we have? We got this uh, nice calm water. Yeah, incredibly calm water. Don't even get me started on that. <coughs> I don't I don't like calm water. <laughs> water should be moving, right? Mm. If it's too calm, it's too still, then you can see a reflection and it scares. You know, I heard this thing <laughs> the other day where my friend was it was like a Zen poetry reading thing. It wasn't oh, from yeah. Dwayne. Was it Dwayne? It wasn't Dwayne. Oh, okay. Um, okay. It was it's my friend Lillian. Bed. She was reading this thing that was like, Water wants to be contained. Oh. Cause it just like I don't think that's true at all. <laughs> no, you don't. No, water is like the most dangerous element out there, man. If we're going with like those four elements, like earth. You think water's water. more dangerous than fire? A hundred percent. Water beats fire, oh, man. That's have, you true. Ever, have you ever played Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> Like okay, pit it like uh like a but like in wanting to be contained, it's like that uh that's like it's calling and nothing can you know how like when you're walking and you run into um a, a little brown bear, you should, that's the most dangerous bear to run into because you probably think the mom is uh somewhere behind and you never want to get in between a mama bear a mama mead veg <laughs> and a baby or so thing. Right. Um, it's because the mom like wants to protect the child. So right. much like the mama bear, the mighty water wants to be contained. <laughs> and you trying to uncontain water is like the most dangerous thing because it's just going to revert back to its state of wanting to be contained. I don't know if I subscribe to that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uncontaining water like opening a water bottle like i don't yeah it just leaps out at you it goes straight for the jugular i, I can't i can't actually argue that much because i have almost died drinking bottles of water before <laughs> I mean, it's actually really embarrassing i'm 25 years old now jason and i have still i've still almost died drinking water like i've been practicing drinking mm. water for 25 every day practice every single day there's probably like one day where i missed it but right like i regretted it that's what oh! <laughs> So nowadays, like I, I, I drink water and it still it goes down the wrong pipe or or well that's really it that's the only way that <laughs> that's the <laughs> let's let's finish our walk right okay let's keep walking okay. are we gonna keep recording as we go um we don't have to do you want okay. to no let's do it I'm gonna hold the phone though because like this is what the people want right? okay want yeah yeah that's the money maker yeah uh, yeah so that's the they call it teapot hill so people come up here and have teapots on it okay. Um, I know you know this, Jason, but like, uh, uh, I imagine setting the scene. I imagine that Kira doesn't, and probably <laughs> Hillary doesn't. Our and... two listeners. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> oh, but I, I listened too, Jason. Okay. You only had to send me a link to the podcast about three times before I finally caved. Uh, well, um, so should I shout you out on the episode that you appear on? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Because you know I'm going back and listening to this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Lucas, do you want to say hi to anybody? Hey, Lucas. Okay. Great. <laughs> Okay, um, but okay, so what do you think water wants to do if not to be contained? Destroy. <laughs> no, like once water is contained, it's happy. It just chills. Mm, well, literally in Canadian winters, bam, chill, it chills. It. Right. Like it freezes. Yeah, okay. 
Did you get the level of humor I was going no, for there? No, I didn't. There, was, there were a couple of different levels there. It kind of by me. Can you uh, slow it down for me? <laughs> no, I think we spent enough time on this as it is. Uh, so water, yeah, it like destroys things, Jason. Like it's, uh, if you have a river, it like eats into the sides of the bank and if it, uh, because it's just, it wants to get to the ocean where it's nice and contained. Right. In the, how big are oceans? In the, like, the 70% of the, the face of the earth is just water. I wouldn't say it's contained, Jason. I, I would think, say that it's winning. I don't think water wants to destroy things. Water just wants to get to a point where it doesn't have to destroy things anymore. I think water just, like, does destroy things. It's in its nature. It's not a matter of, like, wanting to. Like, like, there's no motivation here. Have it just you ever read you. Of Mice and Men? I have. John Steinbeck? Yeah. Lenny so, and the Rabbits? and Yeah. He didn't want to destroy. He didn't want to hurt. He's just too powerful. <laughs> exactly. That's water. Put down that rabbit, Ocean. You're going to hurt it. But I think what we learned from that book is you can't be afraid of... Don't be afraid of these things. No, I don't think that's what happened. They killed Lenny. Oh, like, you yeah, remember that, right? But that was the sad part. <laughs> yeah, so I'm saying we need to take the ocean. Oh, and destroy it. And just shoot it. Yeah, let's fill it with microplastics. <laughs> exactly. Well, we were doing that for a while. <laughs> okay, we're already doing pretty good, actually. Uh, well, we stopped that. We, we banned it. But I don't think it was because it was doing too much harm to the ocean. I think it was just we weren't doing enough harm. Oh, <laughs> we need to escalate our levels of <laughs> we harm. Do. To we the need ocean. macro beads. Macro beads. <laughs> It's like next time you uh next time you take a shower, just like you have this giant steel ball bearing, you just exactly. rub it on your skin. Exactly. You've got your bottle of shampoo which weighs like forty five hundred pounds. Oh man. Now with more macro beads for ocean destroying power. Oh boy. Wow, this, this log real just got in our way. Yeah, for the viewers at home, we just came across a big fallen down tree. So we're just gonna walk around it, is what we're gonna do. We took and the path of water. Yeah, exactly. Like the path was... of least resistance. Okay, so now we're at the top of Teapot Hill. Mm -hmm. um, didn't really take us long. So if you do any editing here, it's going to actually seem like this is a much shorter height. Like if you cut out the entire bit about water, it's like I'm not really sure what the purpose, like what my purpose was in the conversation. Right. I think it's just arguing against water and <laughs> saying we need to kill the ocean. So if you just cut out that entire section, we'll have about three minutes here. Okay, yeah, that's so we'll great. A beautiful description of Cultus Lake and then just like dead silence for like two seconds while you like cut it out. Maybe just put in some like air horns in there as a transition. Okay. And then all of a sudden, bam, we're at the top of Teapot Hill. Wow. Just like that, hiking. Yeah. The great outside. Okay, Jason, so we're looking over a uh, beautiful from the top of Teapot Hill. Okay, yeah. What thoughts spring to mind? It's, um, yeah, nature's good. Nature is good. That's, that's yeah. the, my profound thought of the evening. Do you know that you can actually see the U.S. border from here? I did know that. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool. Cool. You're going to cut out all the dead air, right? Yeah, good. Of course. Absolutely. <laughs> Lucas, what do you want our podcast to be about? Um, well, so far we've got some pretty good topics of conversation here. Water and why it should be eradicated, shouldn't be on the planet. Yeah. Um, I know it's a controversial stance because I've also said that I've been drinking water for the last 25 years of my life. Mm -hmm. Forgot how old I was there for a second. Um, he's offering me a toque. It's very cute. 
Um, okay, so I read, uh, I watched this movie, uh, The Arrival. Have I talked to you about this? I love that movie. That's a great movie. Okay, so in this movie, it's like there's this lady, like aliens come to Earth. Oh, wait, spoiler alert. We're totally going to ruin this movie. Oh, yeah. Holy okay. cow. So aliens come to Earth. The army comes to this linguist lady and is like, hey, you helped us speech interpret these terrorists 10 years ago. Yeah. Now come help us interpret these alien language thing people mm-hmm. so she does and she's like like she gets sucked up into their space pod and then they're trying to like have this conversation right and it's like they're not even speaking in sounds or speaking in symbols and then like months go by and they're just like trying to get to this common shared understanding right mm. but then you know i i think eventually throughout the movie they get to that point of like mm, okay we are speaking the same language or figuring it out we have this ipad we're drawing your fancy symbols god bless you apple god god bless you apple so there's that element to it so i w- actually watched this movie with my parents and my yeah. the realization my dad came to was it was easier for the lady to speak to the aliens mm. than it was to speak to the other humans, even though they were both speaking English. So they could hear each other, like they could they could communicate, but they weren't trying to get to the shared understanding. Whereas oh. with the aliens, they're like, we can't communicate, but we are trying to find the same shared understanding. Is that making sense? Am I yeah, so this? it has to do with like their motivations for the conversation. So she's trying to talk to other people in the encampment who are mostly like military people who don't have the same motivations she does Uh Um, and she's trying to convince them or tell them about how these aliens work but they're trying to hear what they want to hear like they're trying to to get something out of the conversation like they have their own agendas they want to hear this from her yeah whereas when she's talking to the aliens it's like they're just struggling so hard to be communicating or Mm -hmm. to even communicate to each other Mm -hmm. that um uh, what am i trying to say here like the goal is not exchanging information per se the goal is just exchanging any information at all and understanding each other so because the goal is just exchanging and figuring out what the other person is trying to say i think the messages come across more clearly because maybe they're not jumping to conclusions or they're well i think like with the army guys they don't even want to listen so Mm. you can't have communication you can't have that sort of one-way communication even if you're speaking the same language Mm. right like, the aliens want to hear out the lady, mm-hmm. and the lady wants to receive, and so because of that, they can, like, build this bridge of communication together. Mm-hmm. But with the alien, he's like, so, basically, she is convinced that the aliens are here to help and mm-hmm. don't want to start a war. Whereas the army people are like, let's just blow these suckers out of the sky. Right. And no matter what conclusion that she comes to and tries to communicate he is just like no (laughs) or yeah and i guess so i brought up this movie because i think it's a bomb ass movie it's a bomb ass movie um so people clearly don't have the same language Mm. but there's still sort of that shared goal right there's still that shared motivation of hey i'm at this party and i at least want to like meet new people you're also at this party you're also open to meeting new people and for that reason, we can still have a meaningful conversation, even if not that much is said per se, because it's like a good human interaction. Whereas I think sometimes some people are taking language for granted. And so I think sometimes you you go into a situation, you're trying to talk to somebody, but they just, they're taking the interaction for granted. Okay. And you're being like, hey, like, I want to get to know you. Tell me about this. Tell me about this. Tell me about this. But then the other person's just like, I don't really care. Scroll through my phone. Do you have thoughts? 
I have thought, I think like that, that person is just a jerk. (laughs) If you're at a party, get off your fucking phone and talk to people, you know, but I like this idea of trying to like striving for communication. So I've been, uh, I've been learning Spanish for a little bit Mm -hmm. and currently I'm reading through Harry Potter in Spanish. Okay, fine. And something that I do when I'm reading in English is like, you know how you get to the boring part of a book or you're just like, oh, he's just describing the environment. I'm just going to skip this and like get back to the dialogue or get to the next bit that like looks important. You just kind of like skim through blocks of text and like maybe you don't take in every single word you just like you take in a couple words at a time you like you skim past things that don't look interesting i don't know no. if i do that but okay, sure. well, I for the totally sake of this that. okay let's go <laughs> like, are you, are you ever reading no i'm okay okay or like have you ever been reading an article online and you're just like you know that the first 30 percent is just like the mommy blogger talking about why this recipe is important to her but you just want to skip to the actual baking instructions like you kind of know through context how to sure. skip things that are important right okay right? Now, when I'm reading in Spanish, I can't do that because I'm not very good at Spanish. Right? Okay. So I'm trying to read it and I don't know what words are important and what words aren't. So I, I scrutinize it and I pay a lot more attention. And if I don't know a word, I go and translate it to make sure it's not changing the meaning of the entire sentence somehow. So I put in a lot more effort into figuring out what is being communicated here. Right. So I think to a certain degree, you do that when um, there's a risk of your of not being able to communicate properly. And I think that occurs most commonly when somebody is learning a language, like in the case of these space aliens or mm. talking to somebody who doesn't speak English as a native language. Um, I feel like you pay a lot more attention to each word because you kind of have to. Right. So because it's more difficult to communicate, you put in more effort into trying to decipher what the other person is saying. Whereas when you're communicating just in English, you talk more about, you talk more in ideas uh-huh. and phrases and it's understanding what they're saying is just second nature. So you start... You don't have to put as much thought into interpreting the words that they're saying. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a lot easier to leap to conclusions or have your own biases or judgments kind of cloud over Mm. what the other person is saying. Right. So you're kind of interpreting what you think they're saying and what you think they're going to say rather than the words that are actually coming out of the mouth. Mm. Actually, interesting fact about languages again. In terms of conflict resolution... If you can have two people speaking in their second language instead of their native tongue, mm. you are more likely to come to a compromise, a compromise, a happy oh. arrangement for both people. I think the study that I read was specifically about couples okay. arguing. Yeah, it's because when you're speaking in your second language, it's not as instinctive. You have to put more thought into it. Right. So it's less of an emotional engagement and it's more of a logical one. It's like, mm. hey, how can we logically evaluate this problem and come to the solution rather than like, my feelings are hurt because you didn't do the dishes and you left them for me again. Yeah. Smug asshole. <laughs> <laughs> just like that passive aggressive note on the toaster is like, oh, well, I've got a crumb tray for a reason. It's empty out and dumped it. Um, so I don't know how any of this could really apply to real life. But it's definitely something to think about. Mm. Um, so something I always try to do is with each. Yeah, let's go. Something I try to do is with each interaction to like put in the thought or like to make sure like feel like my like I'm like staying mentally. A- yeah, I'm actively engaged. Right. Right. And I don't know. I think that's so hard to do because uh, like, it's the same deal with anything else. Like Nobody likes to think they're an inattentive listener. Right? right. You think it's just, oh, yeah, I'll just pay attention to the words that are coming out of this person's mouth and mm. that'll be enough. Uh, it's kind of hard to confront your, your biases and your shortcomings in that way. So it's like I, I like to think that I'm an attentive listener. But right. At the same time, I don't know what I'm not doing in that regard. I also know that like I have miscommunications all the time. Like Sometimes I talk too, way too fast and I garble up my words and then people just kind of have to figure out what I'm trying to say. Um, and then when people are talking to me, sometimes I'll misinterpret something they're saying or I'll just kind of like assume mm-hmm. that I know what they mean. Right, right, right. Yeah. And you don't like bother to check in with that assumption. Right. 
But at uh, the same time, like, checking in with those assumptions all the time, like, that just derails a conversation. Yeah, I agree. And, like, there is such a thing as asking too many questions. Mm. Hang out with Jason for five minutes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, I agree. You have to strike this balance between yeah. stopping and looking up every word in the dictionary versus, okay, I get the gist. We can move on. Right, yeah. Because, like, reading in English, I can get through a page in, like... Well, it depends on how big the page wow, is. Wow, fast <laughs> reader. Nice Super fast. <laughs> I'm just humble-begging it. When I'm reading in Spanish, it takes me forever. Right. Like, we're talking, like, five, ten minutes a page mm -hmm, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, that's just, that's not feasible. Because, like, if I'm actually trying to learn something, it takes that long to read, that's me learning my Spanish. Right. But if I'm reading a Spanish textbook and I want to learn about a, a topic in Spanish, that's just going to take forever. It's not feasible for me to learn something in Spanish yet. Right. So do you think it's just not feasible for us to have that sort of active engagement with every interaction? I feel like you have to pick and choose. Yeah. Like, if we're talking about the weather, right. how much thought do I need to put in the sentence? <laughs> That's true. Boy, it's raining. I hope it's not raining later. <laughs> Great. I wonder why they hope it's not raining later. Do you think it's because they? this is Chilliwack and we live in an agricultural community? Do you think it's possible this person might be a farmer? Maybe this person has plans later. Hmm, maybe I should ask about that. Hey, why, why do you hope it's not raining later? Because rain sucks. Like, <laughs> there's, not, there's no thought required there. Right. Okay, I think this conversation is circling around to... Uh, picking apart Jason's number one goal of trying to be friends with everyone. <laughs> and we are just like finding ways to challenge that assumption. Um, or challenge, or like finding roadblocks, obstacles to that goal. Mm. Yeah, so it's just kind of not feasible because you might need to check every assumption. Although something I think is interesting, I, I just thought about that thought. Right. Our a barometer for what we need to actually pay attention to, mm -hmm. that's completely whack. Okay. So I, I don't think that can be completely accurate because, like, think about the married couple where, the stereotypical married couple, not an actual married couple, where right. the husband's like, hey, what's wrong? And the wife is like, I'm fine, right? Yeah. There's definitely something behind there, right? Mm -hmm. But the man is thinking, oh, she said she's fine, so she's fine. <laughs> right. Like, he doesn't know that he needs to pay more attention to that and think, she said she's fine, but normally she says she's fantastic or something right, like right, that. Right. Like, how is this different? Do I need to ask more questions? Do I need to think about this more? Instead, like, you just take it at face value. So that can happen all the time. Same deal, like, maybe you're having a conversation with a friend and they let something drop in conversation that's like maybe a little bit concerning like they make some kind of self-deprecating joke and it's like uh -huh. a little bit more a bit more of an edge to it than normal right maybe that's a cry for help yeah but if you just take the conversation at face value and skate right past it bad things happen all around right but at the same time maybe it's just a bad joke like <laughs> maybe he's like oh i thought this was gonna be hilarious and nope it's a little bit awkward right. and then when you start laser fixing in on that yeah. you're just like super analyzing this bad joke i i heard that with that's what happens with the internet these days yeah. is like like before people would just be like you know bouncing around ideas and like making bad jokes all the time but now that it's like published and like visible and for the world to see oh, yeah. people laser in and focus and be like oh what do they mean by this like <laughs> joke they're not very you know like culturally appropriate oh my and... god my english teacher would be so proud that we're putting this level of focus into our words <laughs> <laughs> and i think that's kind of like bad that we are laser focused in on every interaction because you need that breathing space, right? I to agree, like, yeah. 
like, again, it's you need to have a good gauge of what you should be laser focused in on. Right. Because things, no, you should just have a good grace to let it pass. Mm. But other things do require more focus and maybe don't get the attention they deserve. Like the guy who's joke, maybe a crack for help kind of thing. Like, right. That's something that deserves attention. But so I think the only real way to get past this is just have a lot of conversations and, and hone that skill. Yeah. Like everything is a skill. You can get better at anything under the sun and recognizing what you need to pay attention to, even in a conversation, is definitely something you can get better at. Right, what you should hone in on. Yes. Okay, wow, cool. I heard this thing once, this is sort of reeling the conversation back a bit, but I received this piece of feedback that it's not necessarily a good thing to finish other people's sentences. Huh. Where, like, it was in my nature, to my tendency to be like, oh yes, I totally understand what you're thinking. Right. And like, I want to jump in. And like, I think people typically associate finishing other people's sentences with like, like that's a good thing, that's endearment. Or it's like, it shows that I'm listening or something along those lines. Right. But in reality, sometimes it's detrimental to the conversation because it, I'm sort of like interrupt, right? I'm sort of assuming what they were going to say instead of like actually just listening to what they had to say. Right. <laughs> Ooh, careful. Um, hey, remember that time we were podcasting and Lucas fell back? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And so like, that's bad. Well, not necessarily bad. But, like, I guess you just have to be careful, right? If you're yeah. speaking to somebody who is maybe a little bit more sh timid and shy and the, f the, the flow of language isn't as easy, right. I, I think sometimes I would listen to them and, like, want to interject of, like, oh, did you want to use the word sad? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> am, I, am I imprinting what I think you're saying? Right. And also sometimes they're not done, like it's not a complete thought. One of the most powerful tools in a conversation or in an interview or a negotiation is just silence. So they say it's a powerful thing in a negotiation because it only ever goes in your favor. Like somebody's like, yeah, I'll, they'll be, yeah, I'll work for you for $55,000 a year. And then you just go completely quiet and they're just like, well, I feel awkward, so I have to keep talking. So I'm going to... Maybe 50,000. I could yeah, do 50,000, yeah, yeah. you know? So that kind of thing works in a conversation in like a positive sense as well, too. If somebody says something that's not a complete thought, you can give them silence and give them space. And that maybe gives them time to either rethink it or consider the words that they actually need to use to, to get that thought out properly. Right. And like, I have that instinct too. Like, you'll notice when I started talking on this little train, I gave you a space of like an eighth of a second before uh -huh. I started talking. <laughs> like, maybe you had more to say. Right. Maybe you, in the time that I've been rambling on, like, maybe you thought about a different way you wanted to express that idea mm. or maybe a different way you wanted to guide the conversation so that I could have said something more relevant to what you were saying rather than what I wanted to talk about. Right. Because that's usually what it is. Like somebody starts saying something, you latch onto something that's interesting to you and you start formulating a response for that and then yeah. you wait for your turn to speak. Right. And it's like, okay, you're done. I'm going to talk about this interesting thought I had and not respond completely to what you were saying, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that space is very powerful. I definitely agree in that, like... They also call it dead air in podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> but the joy of podcasting is you just cut it out, and then it looks like you had, like, a, a flowing, uninterrupted stream, yeah, and you're exactly. both right. very super eloquent people. <laughs> Comments are just bam, 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 bam. Like... <laughs> Fast, like you on TV. You know? Yeah. Also, uh, I don't think anybody is going to confuse me for an eloquent person. <laughs> no? Okay, you'll be surprised. All right. Um, like two listeners can write in. <laughs> and all these big words you bust out, these $10 words. Oh, God. What did we say earlier? Like, don't use $10 words for $5 situations. Yeah. Like, that's a 200% tip, Jason. Wait, no, that's a 100% tip. I'm an idiot. <laughs> no, that's great. I love it. I'll cut it out. Anything that makes Lucas like it look like an idiot. <laughs> Love it. Uh, okay, so that's uh, the space between thoughts. Yes. Um, 
there's sort of like two skills to hone in on that I feel like are like sometimes underdeveloped. One is like allowing for that space and are too eager to like latch on to their thought. And the other you skill know? is dunking. <laughs> dunking, yeah, windmill. <laughs> um, do you know what I mean? Like where you you're you like have a flow of the conversation that you want to take it in, but then the other person is sort of like the first. So you start mentioning something, but then the first thought that pops into their head, they just interrupt you and then like take it. And like, I, that's not even the point that I was trying to make. And is, is it because like they didn't leave that space or, or like they're too quick to formulate almost? Yeah. And I think that what happens is everybody has a goal in a conversation. Mm. Right? Like you meet a stranger on the street, their goal is probably something like, um, it can be like, hey, I want this person to like me or I just want to have a brief interaction. You know, it's like. Ah, crazy weather, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like a nudge, nudge. We're both. Hey, remember the time we were podcasting and Lucas almost fell out? <laughs> yeah. Time? And sometimes it's just like, I want a quick interaction where it's just like, I want a brief check-in with this total stream to make sure that we're both still human. It's like, yep, both living under the same weather up there. Cool. And then you both get on the bus and never talk to each other again because you're staring at your phones. Right. Or it can be like, hey, I just want to say whatever I need to do to get this weird person at the bus stop <laughs> to stop talking to me. Yeah. Um, but you've always got a goal in a conversation. Mm. And sometimes those goals can be incongruous, right? Right. I want to talk about how awesome I am at dunking. And all you want to do is... <laughs> Welcome to every conversation with Lucas. <laughs> I don't know why I'm focused on that. I think it's The dunking? Like, the dunking, yeah. Is it because you recently mastered the skill and are just finding any opportunity <laughs> nope, to... No, <laughs> that's definitely not it. Okay. I think it's because most of my friends are taller than me. Oh. You're actually you're actually the rare exception. Oh, great. Here. I, I've been told I look much shorter than I am, and I'm, I'm still trying to piece together what that means. <laughs> it seems like a weird backhanded insult. <laughs> yeah, anyways. Oh, those ones are so much worse, man. Because you're thinking about it. Yeah, you're chewing over it. it. Mm. Okay, so I like this idea that every conversation has this goal. Right. Even if it's like nothing like world-changing or goal is a very... It makes it sound like it's bigger than it is. Sometimes the goal very much is... Right. I just want to make sure my bus ride is interesting. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. Well, like nobody has a stated goal going into a conversation. Unless it's like a very big conversation. Like, mm. I need to find out why my boyfriend is cheating on me. Or right. I need to find out whether or not I'm getting this big raise or something like that. Yeah. But you've always got these unstated expectations. And, like, you don't even state them to yourself. Uh-huh. But it's just those things that you want out of interacting with people. I want to feel good about myself. I want this person to think I'm smart. I want to make a good impression. So, mm. oh, I, I had a thought here about when your goals don't go according to plan. Okay. Yeah, I think sometimes what can happen is like you can just abandon your your goals whether stated or unstated And it's just well fuck it. I'm just gonna see where this conversation leads, right? And I feel like that's that's something you do pretty well You'll you'll start the conversation with like hey my goal is to find something interesting to talk about Right or my goal is to get to know this person better And then maybe that conversation goes differently like maybe I'm not learning about this person in particular But I'm learning about this topic that they're interested mm-hmm. in like I'm not learning anything about about Jeffrey big shoes or whatever Ah, uh, yes, and from like, the Big Shoes clan. From the Big Shoes clan. Like, yeah. I want to hear about his big-ass shoes and where he got <laughs> But instead, he's talking to me about, like, his... His pickling business. His pickling business, yeah. And he's like, ah, it's one cup sugar and one cup of salt and four cups of water. And yeah, you... Rip- I know that sounds like a lot of salt, Jason, but, like, it's the perfect amount of pickling. <laughs> it's the perfect <laughs> ratio. <laughs> Let me tell you. Science, Max. <laughs> so sometimes, yeah, that can happen. You'll just... You'll relinquish your goals. It's like, okay, I'm not going to learn about, mm. about Jimmy Big Shoes. Right. But I am going to learn about pickling. Heron. Yes. 
or you can double down on your goals. Okay. And that's when you run into trouble. Right. So it can be like, hey, I need this person to know how cool I am. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to find a way to turn this conversation back to myself. Back to Duncan. And that, back to Duncan. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it's like, if you're talking to Jimmy Big Shoes and like, maybe you have a goal in this conversation, like you want to get Jimmy Big Shoes on your podcast, right? Right. And you keep trying to like bring the conversation back there. Mm-hmm. But Jimmy Big Shoes, he just wants to talk about how big his shoes are. Ah, uh, yes. Right? And he's like, oh, well, let me tell you. Right. It's funny that you mentioned podcasts. I listened to this podcast recently about this one guy who had really big shoes and it was me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it goes back to the days when I worked in the Burlington Coat Factory and uh, I saw my manager over there and he had these dope ass shoes. They were 14 feet long, so I stole one. Whoa. Cut it in half, made two shoes out of it. Like, <laughs> <They're making laughs> that's how Jimmy Big Shoes got his name. See, I did four years in prison. <laughs> <laughs> I love this character that you're painting for us. Oh, no, he's a real person. Oh, okay, Jimmy Big Shoes. Jimmy Big Shoes. Yeah, size seven feet. I think I said his name was Jonathan Big Shoes. Oh, Jonathan Big Shoes. He reinvents his identity every couple of years. Right. I'm more familiar with James Big Shoes. Right, James Big Shoes was his father. Right. Please, call. (laughs) So what what can happen is, like, you're trying to have a conversation with Jimmy Big Shoes, Mm. but Jimmy Big Shoes is trying to have a different conversation. Right. And what ends up happening is we both end up dissatisfied with the conversation because because you've doubled down on your goal. Exactly. And neither of you is trying to understand the other one. You're trying right. to talk about your thing so the other uh, person understands you. Yes. So I think in a healthy conversation, there needs to be a give and take, like a balance of trying to understand the other person. Right. Yeah. Relinquishing control, but also like, oh, there's maybe some dead air here. Okay. It's my turn to like inject some energy in. Right. It's like recognizing opportunities for when it's appropriate to be assertive and change the conversation uh, like you want to talk about. Right. Oh, okay. Wow. Cool. Um, I received this feedback recently, so I took this improv class, uh, and at the end of it, the coach sort of sits, sits you down and like, Jason, you finish people's sentences way too much. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Like he just like says, okay, like this is where you can grow as an improviser or whatnot. And one of his comments to me was like, you're good at leaving a lot of space for the other people to like flesh out their ideas. But so his challenge for me was to be more assertive. And to like start finishing other people's sentences. Start finishing other people's sentences. Yeah. Basically, like, you know, it's great to sometimes like give space for other people's ideas, but sometimes, yeah, you need to like basically say, you know, Jason, like have confidence in what you find is funny and like right. chase after that because sometimes it's it's nice to have that give and take, right? It's yeah. okay, this was a, a Lucas focus section, now it can be a Jason focus section, now it can be back to a Lucas focus section. Right. You know, and, and just because there's more balance and more well roundedness. Yeah, so I think that was interesting for me to think about. So I have a question for you because in in some ways that's like contradictory feedback to, to what you received before. So before it was like you need to give people more space and now it's like you need to give people less space. So how do you go about finding that balance? Like oh. what is the deciding factor? Uh, yeah, well, I think that's kind of it. It's like it is always this balance and you're going to like correct and overcorrect. Like I think you were mentioning earlier about just have more conversations, just get the experience of developing the skill, you know, sometimes you go into the conversation being like, mm, okay, this is my goal. This is what I want. I'm going to le- give people more space. And right. then at a certain point, you're going to give people too much space. And then you're going to need to swing back. It's just, yeah, co- this constant correction. 
And it's that's yeah. I, I don't really know how else to put it, but I saw, I saw this um, this tweet recently. Okay. And uh, this guy just said, um, you can literally like chime in on literally any conference call at literally any point and just say, mm, it's all about finding that balance. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, just, it'll always be applicable. <laughs> I think the other one was like, um, uh, we need to focus on accountability and openness or something right. like that. And, like, that yeah. was another one. It was just... <laughs> just broad sweeping statements <laughs> oh, that yeah. don't mean anything. Oh, I love those ones. We could have an entire podcast. Yeah, speak and like how the phrase "please advise" is like the douchebaggiest thing you put in an email. Uh Please advise literally means like this used to be my job, but now I'm making it your job. Right? Like (laughs) I'm I'm giving all responsibility of this to you. Yeah. Please advise. Please advise. Uh, Great. Okay. Uh, I wanted to say something about. Okay, so you're talking about Jimmy Big Shoes. Oh, and um, so like that give and take and compromising your goals for for a conversation. Right. Do you feel like you have a um, any like common common goals you bring to a conversation? Uh, when you say common goal, you mean like things that I always bring to a conversation, yeah. or like things I have in common with other people? Uh, the first. Oh, probably the same thing that everybody else has. Like, yeah, I want to be I want to be liked. I want to feel that I listen to. I want to connect with the person in some kind of way Mm -hmm. uh maybe not always like a deep meaningful connection sometimes just like oh yeah we have the same sense of humor let's just shoot the shit about uh you know people conferences and all the bullshit we say (laughs) please advise (laughs) please advise um but no i i I don't think i have anything too out there or too specific just like the general stuff so okay so you think your the goals that you have are pretty similar to the goals that everybody has in a conversation i feel that's true it's also one of those things that i haven't given an insane amount of thought to right this kind of ties back into that thing we were saying earlier about rules of the english language uh-huh. like we all have those rules about adjectives and the order that they need to go in yeah and we follow those rules even if we don't we don't know about them we haven't consciously thought about them or had it pointed out to us right and that's so much of life though it's like i make assumptions about so many things even my own motivations for a conversation uh-huh um, so I don't have a good answer to that. Okay. Like, I've, I'm sure I've got goals I bring to most of my conversations, uh-huh. but I don't think it's any specific, anything specific or out of the norm. Okay. And yeah. I don't even know what the norm is. Really. Right. Um, can I give you homework? No. Okay. Can you, um, start thinking about what goals? Hey, nobody told me this podcast <laughs> is going to be work. Uh, because, okay, so the idea that's really... Um, caught my attention in our discussion so far is how like you need to improve on your dunk yeah my dunk skills need work my vertical elevation gain is very poor Um, no like how what makes a successful conversation is when people are on the same goal uh, are on the same wavelength in that like we have the same goals out of this conversation and I don't know I don't feel like like those conversations are still few and far between that like when I am on the same when we do have the same goal it feels really good but yes that doesn't happen enough so okay my assumption is I have this goal going into the conversation this the other person probably doesn't have the same goal as mine maybe and like you're saying like I have to like sacrifice or like the other person has to like I I think okay so my tent my nature is I'll probably go along with the other person's goal right um and like again leave space for them but then I'm not having the conversations that I want to have. Well, but like, what if both of you are being so flexible and accommodating? Like, that means you're both being doormats at the same time. Right. You're both having shitty conversations. Just yeah, like, totally. Hey, what do you want to talk about? I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Oh, we talked about, like, uh, we talked about big 
Shoes Jimmy last week. Like, I don't. We can talk about Big Shoes Jimmy again if you like. And it's like, okay, sure. Let's let's talk about Big Shoes Jimmy because like mm. you both think you want to talk about Jimmy Big Shoes. But in reality, we're not saying what we all actually want to say. Right. Exactly. So I I don't think being completely flexible and open to what the other person wants to talk about is sustainable. Because in the end, you'll just be like, okay, this motherfucker will not stop talking about Jimmy Big Shoes. And like, I'd like to talk about Johnny Big Shoes for a little bit. His yeah, father, his senior. <laughs> yeah, he owns the Honda dealership. Like, I want to know what's up with Johnny. I, I don't know. I think this goals idea probably needs some work. Some work. Because like, you do have to be flexible, but you also have to take your own needs into consideration. And I don't know what the proper balance is there. Right. Well, no. So I agree. I think I do okay. need to be more assertive with like my quote-unquote goals of the conversation okay. and I just want to be more mindful of that and like yeah bring my goals to the conversation be more forward about them right oh man okay so Dwayne if you're still listening from the podcast off right now okay um I do think there's such a thing as being too mindful right I like I think it can get in the way of having a good conversation because you're too focused on you're, you're like a step removed from the conversation okay. um, and you're thinking too much about like what your goals are and if you're meeting those goals right and you're taking your precious brain power away from actually having the conversation right so sometimes you should just enjoy yeah sometimes just like shoot the shit see where the conversation goes because okay. like these conversations I'm having with you they're fun I love these conversations mm. they get very in depth but if I had these conversations with literally every single person that I met on the street I just my brain would be fried <laughs> <laughs> like, I would need Jimmy Big Shoes to come and pick me up in his equally big wheelbarrow. Just, like, <laughs> scoop my brain up with his giant spatula, flop me into the barrow, and dump me onto the brain pile. Because I would just be done. I'd be out of it. Um, so maybe it's, it is something to, to focus and reflect on. Right. But I also, also think... Also, no one to turn it off. No one to turn it off. No one to hold them. No one to hold them. No one to walk away. Right. Wow, that's that's pretty deep. Is that a song? Uh, no, it was a poem <laughs> it was I read. A poem, right? Yeah, water wants to be contained. <laughs> one of those shaggy dog poems. Yeah. Right? Uh, Lucas, I think we're approaching the end of our podcast. We are. We're also approaching the road. So okay. I think those go hand in hand. Hand in hand. That's right. Not me and Jason, the podcast and the road thing. Okay. Not that there's anything wrong with me and Jason holding hands, but you know, Jason, hold hands. Okay. Okay. <laughs> my hands very cold. Yeah, my mine's very sweaty. So, maybe that... Yeah, okay. Okay, great. Is there anything else you want to say, Lucas? Um, hi, Lucas. I hope you're still listening, and I hope you enjoyed. No, that's it. I'm done. Okay, great. I love it.